The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. And now, on with the show. Yes, yes, y'all! From the brand new Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show that is staying dry. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating his 52nd birthday today. Legitimately one of my favorite artists of all time. Oh, God. Today's the birthday of Ben Folds. Oh, yeah, that's true. I thought you were going to like have some... Uh, no, it's not a bit. It wasn't a bit. I love Ben no, Foltz. You do love Ben Foltz. I, um, I've, I've loved him ever since Whatever Never Amen. How old did you say he is? 52. Man. I know. The end is near. I mean, if you think about it, Brick came out in 98? That's not right? Late 90s. Yeah. That was their, that was their only yeah. real hit was Ben Foltz 5 was 98. That was 20 years ago. Yeah. Shares a birthday with uh, George Jones. So George Jones, good music chops. It's actually a big. It was actually a big day for birthday. I couldn't pass up. Um, I couldn't pass up Ben Folds. But I will say that today is also the birthday. Uh, it would have been Paul Walker's birthday. Um, he would have been forty today. Um, Jennifer Hudson, a lot of talent oh, uh, today. Uh, Yao Ming, sure, great An- singer. Andrew Luck, <laughs> Jesse Owens. Um, I'll skip over Louis C.K. Hans Zimmer. <laughs> Hans Zimmer. Hans nice. Zimmer. A lot of bah! Neil Neil Pert. There you go. I mean, the okay. drummer from any of the drummer from Rush. Yeah. Man, there's a lot of Barry White. Oh, man, it's man. a it's a big birthday for, this is for a heat check day. Yeah, exactly. Two chains. Yeah. My goodness. Anyway, today is Wednesday, September twelfth, two thousand eighteen. Seventy one days until Thanksgiving. Episode six nineteen. Six nineteen. Dave Myers OPS in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. All thirteen of those games in nineteen eighty seven. He was then traded with Greg Tabor to the Cubs for Ray Hayward, who ended up making twelve starts with a five forty six ERA. Sure. After that, on today's show, no ish today. We're giving ish today off. I saw that you just he just didn't walk in. I was like, you must have told him he didn't have to be here. He asked me. He was like, do, do I need to be on the show? I was like. You don't need to. Do None of us need to no, be here. No. We don't need to ever do we this. We haven't needed to do this 619 times, and yet here we are. Um, we're going to do a little bit of a small school roundup. Uh, our friend Corey Hogue has uh, put out in his weekly opus, and so I figure we owe it to him if he's going to kill himself over that column <laughs> to spend a little bit of time talking about what's in it. So we'll talk about that. In the back half of the show, as always, we'll be joined by the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer, Craig Way will join us, uh, talk about... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask him the question. Now that it's been like a full, almost a full week in football world, because games are tomorrow, almost a full week, has he figured out how he feels about week two? With <laughs> week three, like knocking on the door, there's that. Um, one thing to keep in mind, I do want to, uh, just a public service announcement. If you are in the South Texas area or Southeast Texas along the coast... Uh, keep an eye on like your local news source because there are a lot of games getting moved. There is big weather 
uh, rolling into the southeast Texas uh, area. Not, thankfully, not anything like the big weather we experienced last year. It doesn't yeah. seem like it. But it does sound like there's going to be a, a storm a-brewing. So, be safe. Uh, and also, just keep an eye on uh, on games. I know Burton and Shiner has already been moved to Thursday. Number of big games down there in the southeast. Goliad and George West has been moved to Thursday, so Step had to change his his uh, schedule around. Um, so keep your head on a swivel out there um, if you're down in the South Texas Southeast Texas game. A lot of Texas high school ball games getting moved. I guess there's no games in the in like the Houston area college games this week, at least not FBS, because Houston's at Tech, and Rice is. Playing a game somewhere. You just did the Michael Scott start a sentence and not know where it's going to end. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, he. Uh, I don't need to know that until tomorrow when I do free money. Oh God. Yesterday, I got home, flipped on the tube. Yeah. Caught the last hour of Apollo 13. Yeah. Let me tell you, great movie. Holds up. Oh yeah. Excellent movie. Oh yeah. Um, if you haven't seen Apollo, revisit Apollo 13. On the, uh, we talked about this last night, the rewatchables category. Apollo 13's there. I own it because I can rewatch it anytime. Excellent movie. My only quibble, it's about 20, 25 minutes too long. It drags a bit. That's why I'm glad I picked it up in the last hour. Love Jim Lovell, one of my favorite all-time Americans ever, uh, but probably don't need to know that much about him in Maryland at the beginning of the movie. Do you know what I think... You know what I think is one of my favorite parts of that movie? And I think I've just determined that he's one of my favorite actors, is Ed Harris. Oh, he's great. I really like Ed Harris. Yeah, Gene Kranz. He's, he's amazing. He's great in that yeah. movie, too. Yeah. Um, anyway, but I was doing that, and so I, I figured I would look up. I was like, that had to have won Best Picture, right? I mean, it was a great movie. Had to have won Best Picture. The answer is no. It was right. nominated in 1995. Yeah. Now, it lost to Braveheart. All right. Throw it up, up your hands. Hands up in the air. Nothing you can do about Nothing that. Nothing you can do about it. Bra- that's, that's, you're a victim of coming out the same year as Braveheart. You're not it was winning like, that one. It was like how um, uh, Shawshank Redemption didn't win. Uh, best picture because I think it was the same year as Forrest Gump. I think that's right. It's like, sorry, just yeah, not going to happen. Not going to happen. But the other three nominees for best picture that year are a bizarre smorgasbord of weirdness. Yeah. Also nominated The Postman, which is the uh, the Kevin Costner movie that I think was pretty universal. No? Different Postman. That's a different Postman? This is the Italian version. This is the Italian this Postman. This is not the same Postman. Okay, never no, mind. In my okay. face. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I guess I'm looking at this. It's like Il Pochino yeah. or something yeah. like that. Okay. Yeah, no. So is, does the Postman, Kevin Costner version, have anything to do with this one? Or is he completely- uh, no. The Postman is like a post-apocalyptic thing, I think. Isn't oh. It? Like a dystopian. Kind of into that. Okay. Yeah, so I don't that. know. Okay, I can't tell. Yeah. I can't speak on that. Yeah, it's all right. Sense and sensibility. Uh, okay. I guess if you're if you're remaking movies into sure. um, if you're making like remaking like famous books into movies, like right. I guess you're going to get sure. But here's the weird one. Yeah, this is the one we all didn't remember. Nominated for best picture in 1995, Babe. Yeah, that's right. The pig movie. The talking pig movie. Yeah, <laughs> got nominated for best picture. Yeah. It is it it. Received the same treatment as Apollo 13. Yeah. So it got me, it got me looking up, and I, I googled it. There were a couple, couple more uh, weird press picture nominees. Babe probably is the most, the the weirdest. Godfather Part Three, easily the worst of the Godfathers, got nominated for sure. best picture. Yeah, it's like they felt like they had to. I guess it's kind of like whenever Peter Jackson puts out a Hobbit movie, like the, that's got to get nominated. Yeah. Do you remember in 2009, District 9 got a nominated for Best Picture? District 9's awesome. District man. 9's a great movie. I will fight for District 9. That is not a weird nominee. Sometimes it's just a bad year, and a good movie gets in that wouldn't normally be a nominee, but District 9 rules. All right. So then, 
Do you remember, this is the other one, do you remember the last movie to win all five major Oscars? Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Actress, and Best Screenplay. Titanic or Avatar? Neither? 91. Okay. Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. Well, I mean, hey, no argument Now, here. look. That's Sil- a rewatchable. Silence of the Lambs is a great movie. Yeah. But that, it seems like it's just kind of odd that that is, that winning all five is like, it should be held off for like the greatest movies of all time. Right. And Silence of the Lambs is good. It just seems kind of weird. I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts on the Oscars. Nah, I'm 100% Silence of the Lambs. I totally buy. That's a, that's a great movie. It's a, it's a very good movie. It's a great movie. It's How could you think it's a, you think it's a very good, you don't think Silence of the Lambs is one of the greatest movies ever? I think it's a great movie. I don't think oh, it's one of the greatest movies ever. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. This is a whole episode, and you're okay. so wrong, I can't even begin to tell you. You're starting to sound like Rudy Klanick right now, which is a, which is a hey, deep, deep hey, cut that no one hey, else knows except hey. anyone who works here. Words, words matter. Man, don't. this will be like me and Rudy over Arrival all over again, so don't get me started, man. You liked Arrival, right? Arrival is great. Okay, good. Unbelievable. I, just, I wanted to make sure Unbelievable we're not, we're, I'm not just like completely. I uh, like Silence of the Lambs. I want to be clear. Nah, you can't be sitting here hating on Silence of the Lambs. I'm not hating. You're hating. You're saying it was a very good, not great movie. It's the best. I said picture. it was a great movie. No, I corrected. No, you're backtracking myself. now. I said it was. You're a great backtracking movie. now. I said it was a great movie. I don't think it's one of the greatest movies of all time. That's all I'm saying. <sighs> Sorry. Man. We are Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Oh, this is follow getting us on Instagram, worse, man. Instagram. This is getting worse. Dave Campbell's, of course, CSN. Now, Jacob John, because it beat Goodfellas. It beat Goodfellas, right? Uh huh. Goodfellas is. Goodfellas is amazing, guys. And Jacob John is like, oh, it's way better than Silence of the Lambs. Guys, we have got to talk about the last 30 minutes of Goodfellas and how it is not that great. Like, it just doesn't. It's just. It does, if it's, you want to talk about it, what's the running time on Goodfellas? It's a long movie, too. But I'm telling you, that's a movie that doesn't need to be as long as it 228. is. 228. That's another movie that's 20 minutes too long. I mean, it's it's just a little. It's no. Great I, movie. Great I, movie. You want to sit here and tell I me? I put that, those. On, I put it on the same level as Silence of the Lambs. I'm not going to sit here and say that Goodfellas doesn't have an argument to be a better movie than Silence of the Lambs. But to sit here and say it's way better out the gate than Silence of the Lambs, I is agree crazy. with that. It's I crazy. They're on the same. Y'all level. are crazy. I mean, none of them are the Running Man, I'm, uh, <laughs> which is the greatest movie that's ever. Been. Or Ghostbusters too. Or Ghostbusters too. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Uh, you should be visiting TexasFootball.com every day. But if you're not, I especially want to invite you to visit it extra hard today. Uh, we have a new uh, contributor to Texas football, uh, to TexasFootball.com. Uh, Corey Hogue, longtime fan of the show, longtime friend of the show. and He's got a problem just like the rest and, of you, watching this show way too often. And now we know we have actual evidence. Certified psychopath. Yeah. Because he wrote his, he's going to start a weekly column, the Texas Small College Roundup, and where he's going to go through and he's going to talk about the small colleges. We're talking FCS, uh, Division II, Division III, NAIA, and JUCO. And this guy, this is a Matt Stepien level. Oh, yeah. He and Undertaker. Yeah, they're cut from the same cloth. It's clear. This is nuts. Yeah, it's absolutely not. So go through it's, It mentions pretty much every single one of these teams. He does mention. I want to shout out a couple of things in here. Particularly, he talks about uh, the the uh, Blinn, the Buccaneers. Yeah, man. Who are shooting up the uh, junior college ranks? Yeah, man. A very big win over upset win over uh, Navarro um, in their SJ. 
SWJCFC. Not really an upset, but a big win. It's it's a win. Two top ten. Teams, two top ten teams. But Blinn was ranked higher. Yeah, bl- correct. That is yeah. correct. It was on the road though. That's true. Um, now, what I love about this column, and we were talking about this, is if you're a high school football fan, you will love this column because this column yeah. is full of like, Names. hey, that dude. Remember him? Yeah. For example, do you know who the star quarterback for Blinn is? You may not, and that's okay. But let me tell you, it's Davion Boyd. Davion Boyd! Remember how awesome Davion Boyd was? <laughs> awesome at Atascacia. Yes, he's back awesome. in the mix. Um, so they, they, got a very, um, they got a very big uh, win uh, last week over Navarro, probably in the catbird seat to win the SWJCFC now uh, with their, their big win. Got to go undefeated to have a yes. chance at the national title game because there's no playoff. That's exactly right. Um Sam Houston State um, uh, took care of uh, Prairie View A&M, although not in their usual dominant fashion. I'm starting to think Prairie View is pretty good. Um, if yeah. you think back, because um, they beat um, somebody on national television the week after they lost to Rice. Yeah, uh, I believe it was a, a, an FCS-ranked team. And then they gave the Bearcats everything that they wanted to. It was close down the stretch. I yeah. watched the end of that game. Yes, but Sam Houston State uh, against the win. Um Stephen F. Austin got rained out against uh, against Tarleton. Abilene Christian uh, w- rallied uh, big time uh, to take down Angelo State. And you're probably saying, oh, that's a good win for Abilene Christian. A win's a win, but that's an FCS over a D2. Right. Okay, so in the same way that you view, it's probably less of a leap to go from FBS to FCS. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like, but... Because Division Two teams do beat FCS teams, but there's still that gap. And yeah. so that's a bit of a red flag. Uh, Houston Baptist uh, lost to McNeese, 51-14. Uh, 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 fell down big time at halftime. Uh, Lamar got Texas Tech. <laughs> uh, Texas Southern lost to Texas State, although they gave, uh, gave him a run, and Trindavian Dixon had a big time game. Seven catches, 159 yards, and two touchdowns for him. Uh, Incarnate Wards, 0-2. Uh, you remember they lost to uh, North Texas. Dropping down to Division Two, I mentioned I'm a little bit worried about AM Commerce. Uh, they're just not as as dominant as they normally are. But wins are wins, and they're two and zero, so that's that's all that matters. Uh, but the thing that has me worried is that not worried, but the thing that 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 throws up a red flag for me is that let's say uh, AM Commerce has taken a half step back, which is I think fair. Sure. I think Midwestern State's taking a full step forward. Yeah, they look good. They look really good. Yeah. Uh, they rallied for a big-time win over number 2 West Florida, um, 38-17. That is a decided upset, although now still can't wait for A&M Commerce and Midwestern State. That's going to be a banger. Um, A&M Kingsville is, I think, better than you think. Uh, A&M Kingsville, of course, gave A&M Commerce all they wanted in their opener, and then they, beat, uh, they ran all over um, uh, Texas Wesleyan and NAIA team. Uh, Angelo State uh, got a big win, or uh, uh, um, they led at halftime against Abilene Christian, but couldn't hold on. West Texas A&M had four interceptions. Their win over Oklahoma Panhandle State. Uh, UT Permian Basin still looking for a win. Uh, they are 0-2. They fell to uh, Northern Michigan. Uh, and then Division Three, Mary Harden Baylor continues to do uh, their stuff. 91-7 to to over uh, Albright College. Although, fun fact, and this isn't in the column this week just because uh, I've been updating the heat check, which I know Corey wishes was back today, but it just isn't. We're doing this in lieu of the heat check. In lieu of the heat check because I just do not have time to do it right now. Um, but 91-7, not the biggest victory by a Texas college team so far this year. Really? I can't remember which one. It's either Navarro... One of them opened the year against uh, Resolution Academy, 
I believe, and won 99-0. Let's see. I'm looking up. I'm, I'm taking a shot. You've said Navarro. I'm just going to take a shot at there. It might be Navarro. It's one of the one of the JUCO teams beat Resolution Academy. I believe them or Texas A and T ninety nine zero to open the season. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing. I'll find it eventually. I'm not seeing Cisco. Anything. Cisco. That's what he says. Yeah. Okay. Cisco. That's what Corey says. Uh, yeah. So, uh, by all means, please. And Bill go. Tilly. Man, we got lots of people who know their JUCO football. Please, please go and read. Um, read Corey Hoke's column so his death is not in vain. Because <laughs> This is an, an, an out-of-control undertaking. Make sure you check it out, the Texas Col- Small College Roundup. We are going to attempt to have the heat checked back next week. Eh, um, it's maybe. still formulating, uh, but we're trying very hard. Uh, by the time it comes back, we'll have lots of changes to talk about. Yes. But uh, let's just say my job is requiring me to do a lot of other things right now. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. I got a call this morning from the father of a prominent Texas high school football receiver who wanted to become an insider today. So we appreciate you, uh, Sir, he probably don't want me using his name, but uh, so uh, everybody—it's—it's it's what all the hip kid, hip kids are doing. They're becoming Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insiders. Uh, you get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, including up today. The new computer rankings for every Texas high school football team. Those are up on the front page right now. You also get new computer projections for every t- every week three game. There are 705 Texas high school football games. We project every single one of them. That's for insiders only. You also get a season's worth of Tep and Step, which is the premium insider high school football podcast with Matt Step and I. That went up yesterday afternoon, evening-ish. It's up now. That's what I'm saying. Um, you also get recruiting analysis from our friends at Next Level Athlete and our uh, buddy Greg Powers, who's actually in the office today. Uh, you get all that. Plus, you get two magazines. The 2018 Recruiting Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Profile and more than 400 prospects around the Lone Star State. That comes out right after November. You also, or right after Thanksgiving, you also get uh, put on the list to be pre-ordered for the 2019 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. The Bible of Texas Football, the one you want, the one that everybody's talking about in June. Don't run around to Walmart, H-E-B, Brookshire's. Get it a week early by becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Uh, get on the list, just uh, set it and forget it, as they say. All that for the low, low price of 19.95 for an entire year. 19.95 for an entire year. Limited time offer. Limited time offer. TexasFootball.com is where you can become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Please go do so right now. Max, let's go to the hotline. Let's bring in, as we always do, the play-by-play voice of the Texas Longhorns and Texas high school football guru and Hall of Famer. We are joined by the great Craig Way, who I'm sure is in very dry, very arid very uh, non-rainy Austin. Am I correct? I've just started my wipers for the fourth time <laughs> as I've left the production studio. You know, it's, uh, it is murky, gloomy. And, and I will tell you this, all, all, and, and this is in all seriousness, you know, I'm, uh, I grew up in the state of North Carolina, and I've got two brothers, uh, the oldest. I have three brothers. Uh, one lives in Fort Worth, but the other two live on the coast of North Carolina. Mm. My oldest brother and my youngest brother. And their homes are pretty much right in the middle, in the path of Hurricane Florence. So they've already evacuated. They've already gotten out of there. They're just open to, to return and have a home. So I guess 
from the Department of Perspective, I guess I guess that rolls in when we look at rain around here. Yeah, well, yeah, we're we're having games getting rescheduled. A lot of games uh, down there, Southeast Texas, uh, South Texas, getting moved to Thursday as opposed to Friday because it sounds like this thing's going to come in uh, early Friday morning is is when the big rainstorm is going to hit. But of course, uh, that is secondary to what's going on out there uh, on the East Coast. Uh, so we are now we're now knocking on the door week three. And so I probably need to stop thinking about week two, but I can't because I can't figure it out. Uh, have you had any luck figuring out exactly what the through line of week two uh, of Texas high school football is, or are you as uh, baffled as I am? I am. I'm as baffled as you are, and, I, and, and uh, I'll tell you what, you can microcosmically wrap it up the way that uh, Westlake – Chaparral's head coach Todd Dodge did because I just visited with him a little while ago. And you consider this: here they were, whatever number three team in the state. They held a twenty-one to three lead on Cy Ranch going into the fourth quarter, and then they had what he basically referred to as an equal opportunity defeat, a complete uh, and total meltdown across the board to Cy Ranch. He said, "Now I'll give them credit; they took advantage of what we were." putting out there for him and they ran with it and we did not respond he said so let me start with with doing that mm-hmm. and then he and then he mentioned you know they averaged on three punts about 18 yards per punt in the fourth quarter they had three consecutive three and outs and then they had some defensive lapses so he said it was bad all the way around so and that was one quarter so that was i i think the 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 tipping point and the capper of a very bizarre Friday night and weekend overall in week number two. I also feel like, and maybe it's because of the weather that's coming in, maybe it's because of that, but um, looking across the the slate for week three, it would not be a surprise to me if we're talking kind of similarly about this this coming week, because I do feel like uh, there's one of two ways that, that this week can go, that a lot of the things can hold to form. There's a lot of big games that we've got our eye on, but we feel like I feel like there's there's favorites in a lot of these games that um, that while the game should be close, we think that they should be favored. It's either going to go that way, or we're going to be sitting here a week from now, and I'm going to be asking you the exact same question, saying, "Craig, what happened? Can you explain it to me, please?" Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. I do think, and and you you did a good job of pointing it out last week when we were talking about the games that we were going to be highlighting for for scoreboard live that there were more attractive options that were going to come in week three than week two and i do believe that by the way even though we saw some bizarre things happen in in week two uh that that there are some more attractive matchups as you look at them on paper as you go in uh to the weekend but if if some of the unexpected happens out of that you're right it would come out, and it would be more surprising because in some of those matchups that that look kind of juicy on paper, maybe it turns into uh, you know uh, one side lopsidedly beating the other. And 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 the example I always use is when you have an interclassification matchup mm-hmm. like we saw with Goliad and Refurio, uh, and and uh, what we could see with some other things, some other matchups this week. Uh, sometimes it will resemble a Super Bowl, meaning you get two teams from two different conferences who are both very good, and one team is really on, and the other team is really off. And the result you see is a wipeout that isn't completely reflective of either side, but it's the way it went down. 
And I think we see that happen when we have interclassification matchups because you all have, uh, you know, a, you know, a really good team out of a 3A play a really good team out of a 2A, and then it just and it goes off the rails. Whereas real in in reality, even though one's a 3A school and one's a 2A, you'll they're still a little closer in talent and skill set and all that stuff than you might normally expect. But one team is really on, and one team is not on at all. And it gets out of hand. And and we could see that happen with a couple of those name-brand matchups we have this week. He's Craig Way. He's a Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. Joins us every Wednesday here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation. Hashtag TF Today. All right, Craig, I'm going to give you three games this week, and I'm going to say you can only pay attention to one, even though they're going off at different times than it's possible to do. But just for the sake of this argument, you got three games. You can have Galena Park North Shore and Spring Westfield. You can have Newton and West Orange Stark, or you can have Highland Park and Frisco Lone Star. You, your attention can only be paid to one of those games. Which one are you most interested in? My answer is none of the above. Oh, and I and I'll and I'll bring in the wild card. Okay, mm-hmm. my choice: McLean and Follett. <laughs> awesome. You, you have you have the number one team in six man one A Division one mm-hmm. against the number six team on the road at the number six team in one a six man D two. Mm-hmm. It, it's and and it could be it could be big time. McLean and Follett. Now you know, I, I kid and I joke, but that is a that is a, That's a huge really game. good matchup. And, yeah. And you saw it on my list of games that I was recommending mm-hmm. to our production set say, hey, any way we can get this game out of Avarilla, I I know they gotta go way, way, way up to the top of the state mm-hmm. to Follett to get that. But if they could, it'd be great to have. So, to to be serious and to answer your question, uh, I'm a little more intrigued with Lone Star and Highland Park, if only because um, it, it, I feel kind of strange saying this, but it's kind of like the known uh, commodity to me this year through two weeks, the known commodity is Lone Star mm-hmm. to me, because I think they're that good, uh, and and they are one of those, and, and I do say dark horse picks because they are 5AD1 where, where there's such a power uh, structure uh, to to really be a serious contender for a state title. Maybe it's because we've gotten so comfortable with Randy Allen and with Highland Park, and they are, after all, a two-time defending state champ. In knowing that, yeah, they're going to be there down the road, but just how good is Lone Star going to be? And if Lone Star is really on, and this isn't an interclassification matchup; it's two five A D ones. But but if 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 Lone Star is really on, and they wind up boat racing the Scots, then everybody's going to go, wow, yeah. okay, uh, take note, everybody else in 5AD1, because they're for real. Whereas even if Highland Park gets beat, I think folks will say they're still going to be okay come playoff time, and they're still going to be a serious threat come playoff time. So maybe what I'm saying is the game perhaps might tell us more about Lone Star than it will about HP. I think you're right, and there's there's a lot of. I'm going to be very interested in the style of this game because Lone Star, for example, their defense has been excellent for, through the first two two weeks, and if they can hold down what we know is an excellent Highland Park offense, then suddenly I feel like I'm going to be paying a lot more attention uh, to to what uh, Jeff Rayburn and the Rangers have cooking. All right, I'm gonna one more question before we let the uh, the high school football Hall of Famer go. I'm I'm interested in who, what team you're most interested in getting one more data point from uh, that you're on the cusp of getting really excited about, but you need one more game to to really sell you on. For me, for example, it's Huntsville. 
I look at Huntsville, and their win over Port Natchez Groves has me really excited. Rashawn Johnson went out for a portion of that game, so I'm a little bit tepid, but I'll tell you that if they beat College Station this week, I'm just I'm all about the green. I'm, I'm getting on the bandwagon, getting my pom-poms out. I'm all about the Hornets. Is there a team right now that you look at through two games and you're saying, I'm on the cusp. You've got me at the lip of the cup. If you do one more big thing this week or in the coming weeks, that you're excited, you're, you're ready to hop uh, both feet onto the bandwagon. Well, there's two, and and interestingly enough, they're both one and one. Ah. But it's the one that they, but it's the one that they lost that you that you kind of give them a little bit of a pass. It's Rockdale and it's Burton. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Rockdale lost to Giddings. We saw what Giddings did to Wimberley last week, and and I don't need another data point to know Giddings is good. Mm-hmm. They're going to be good this year. So so then you roll it back. And say, okay, well they beat Rockdale. Okay, so uh, and getting to you know a four A team in Rockdale with three A and it was a one point game. Okay, that's fine. Uh, they get Lexington this week, the old Highway seventy seven battle. So let's we know Lexington's really good. So that's one, and then the other is Burton, which of course got rocked in their opener. Lexington being what they are, and so Burton's got Shiner, and we know, and we talked about it last week, Tep. We know Shiner's really good. Mm-hmm. So how good is Burton? Are they ready for prime time? I know you mentioned him as a dark horse contender, perhaps to compete uh, for a state title this year in our preview show. I think we find out more this week with the data point that's going to come in off of their matchup with the uh, with the Comanches. I lied. I have one more question for Craig Way. Um, okay. Only because I know you, you've got a, a certain level of insight into this game. I'm not saying it's the best game, but is there a more fascinating game to you than Cedar Park and San Angelo Central this week? Because the more I think about it, the more my eyes get wide and I just want to know everything about this game. Hey, you said last week on the show that Saxe was the best 0-2, yeah. and I think you meant 0-2, 6A team in the state. Mm-hmm. I, it, it is my belief that Cedar Park is the best 0-2, 5A team yeah. in the state. And and we get to find out a little more. It was a bizarre game they had with Cedar Ridge last week. They were supposed to play on Thursday night at the Palace on Parmer. They got stormed out. They not only uh, had to uh, reschedule the game, they had to, and I invented this word on my show this morning, they had to revenue. They revenued the game by, by changing the change of venue, going to burn it, and Cedar Park got stopped twice on goal line stands by Cedar Ridge in the fourth quarter. Otherwise, they would have rallied back from a 34-20 deficit and perhaps won the game instead of lost 34-28 to a good Cedar Ridge team, which, by the way, has a really uh, juicy matchup with Vandegrift to open district play uh, on Friday night at Monroe Stadium. So there's that. But you're right. It's a fascinating matchup with San Angelo Central. It would have been more fascinating had Maverick McIver not been injured. I don't think there's any question about that. Then, then all the talk is black rain defense against Maverick McIver. Now it's in Cedar Park, you know, shake off the doldrums of of, of two matchups against two good teams, Vandergrift and Cedar Ridge, and then start winning football games. So that that one is fascinating. That's a good way to put it. Intrigue abounds in week three of the Texas high school football season, and there to take you through it on High School Scoreboard Live is the Hall of Famer Craig Way. Catch him at 11 o'clock on Friday night. Craig, appreciate your time as always, and I will see you on Friday night. Uh, we'll have ponchos and slickers and galoshes <laughs> and all that stuff, right? Galosh is a good word. Thanks, Craig. All right, we'll see you. There he goes, Craig Way, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer, my co-host on High School School Board Live on Fox Sports Southwest, the Emmy Award winner right there. Uh, 
Yeah, the more I think about it, I woke up this morning and for some reason I was like, man, Cedar Park really does play San Angelo Central this week, huh? <laughs> yeah, but he's right. I mean, not having McIver kind of, you know, takes the shine there's off just that a, game. There's just a lot going on yeah. in that game that's going to have, I think, a lot of implications going forward. So we appreciate Craig Way hopping on with us as always. And now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Uh, I think our first thought is, why is Taylor bothering us right now just because your lunch came? Yeah, well, good point. <laughs> I am hungry, though. I'm a hungry boy. <laughs> Tanner Solis says Franklin versus Mart this week. Also a very exciting game. Franklin versus Mart's interesting. Yeah. I, I'm. This is this is one of those games that I that you want to talk about a data point that I need for Franklin. Like sure. I don't know exactly what they are right now. Yeah. And if they beat like if I feel like if they beat Mart, then it's all sunshine and daffodils. But even if they don't beat Mart, I think they're going to be one of those one and two teams that I'm not worried about because you know. They beat Hearn, beat the brakes off of Hearn in the opener. Yeah. And they lose to Lorena, which is... Kind of surprising. Kind of surprising. Yeah. So, yes. I don't know. Uh, Richard Cummings asks, can Coppell upset Allen this week? Well, I don't think you can answer that. You're not uh, You're not an objective third party, I'm not Greg. an objective third party. Uh, uh, can, I, if I, anyone can. I will say that we will have our... Um, the, the picks come out tomorrow. That's included, as well as um, we will have our mailbag game uh, show on Friday. So mm-hmm. if you have questions uh, about specific games, uh, tune in Friday and ask them then. Yeah, we will do that. Always a good reminder. Uh, Sonora versus Mason, another good game this week. Banger. That's from Todd Gleaton. He threw that one in there, and that's Banger. another another one that we're very 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 excited about. Rick. Pesci, I think that's how you say his name, uh, says he's watching from Ottawa. Now I assume he means Canada, but he could mean Kansas, and he could mean Arizona. So I'm not going to assume. Is there an Ottawa, Texas? I don't know if there's an Ottawa, Texas. I've never heard Dear of it. Internet. Yeah. Is there an Ottawa, Texas? Unincorporated territory. Exactly. Um, there is no Ottawa, Texas. <laughs> Corey Hogue, our small school expert, says he will be at uh, Midwestern State Commerce on October 6th. I would expect nothing less. Darn right. Yeah. Heck, I might be um, there. A lot of people saying they're going to go check out the calm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just going to say that there are people who agree with me that Silence of the Lambs is better, and that's all I'm going to leave that at. I'm not, we're not going to talk about any of the other comments because we don't need to start a fight. Mm. It's just not worth it, guys. Mm. Um, Have the lamb stop Jacob John away. also, the one good thing Jacob John did point out, and we've talked about this in the office, but I don't believe we brought it up on the show, is uh, the Neil Armstrong biopic looks great. And it that does. is an understatement, sir, because when that first trailer came out, uh, I about leapt through the glass. It's Gosling, uh, right? Yeah, Gosling playing Neil Armstrong. Uh, Into it. And that trailer look. I, I've watched the trailer like 16 times. Um, really I am good. ready for that movie to have. It's like the right stuff on steroids, it looks like. Who directed it? Uh, Chazelle. Who did oh, it? Yeah, yeah. nice. It's going to be good. It's going to be. Claire Foy plays his wife. She looks awesome. It's going to be great. Claire Foy's. Maybe I just love The Crown so much, but like Claire Foy's awesome. She's awesome. Anyway. Uh, can my dad get a big happy birthday? That's from Joseph Oliveris. Thanks, guys. Heck happy yeah. Happy birthday, Mr. Oliveris. You know what, Mr. Oliveris? Your son, he can be a bit much sometimes. <laughs> But happy birthday wow. to you. Wow, what a, nah, what a resounding love, happy birthday. We, we love Joseph. Uh, Longview versus John Tyler also this week. Longview versus John A lot John of bangers Tyler. this week. That's a, lot from, of, a lot of good lot of Ricky good games. Banks pointing that out. That's great. Oh, there's an Ottawa, Illinois, too, Jacob John says. That's that's fine. Yeah. Um, Jacob John also says listen to Tep and Step for some of these answers. That's for, right. For we your, talk about that on Tep and Step, Tep too. and Step. Lots of good stuff there. Southlake versus Mojo this week, too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, basically the point is... Uh, There's a lot of great games this week, and yeah, we will have a big preview of tomorrow yeah. um, of all of those games, uh, including some Thursday games to watch. It's a 
banging Thursday slate. So Pretty we will good. preview that tomorrow as Pretty well. Good. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. For Max, I'm Greg Vince Young. Please meet your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.